0: This program is presented by Birch Gold Group, the precious metal IRA
1: specialists.
2: Good morning, in today's headlines, winter storms caused over 1,000 U.S. flight cancellations yesterday, find out what's on the schedule for travelers flying in and out of the U.S. today.
0: The House Oversight Committee has some questions for Twitter. They want to know why former executives decided to block the Hunter Biden laptop story in the weeks leading up to the 2020 election.
2: Utah bans gender transition procedures on minors. Governor Spencer Cox signed Senate Bill 16 over the weekend.
0: There's a crisis at the border and border states are struggling with illegal immigration. But how does immigration come into play in the U.S. economy? We speak to an expert.
2: And a 35-foot humpback whale washed ashore in New York yesterday. Local officials say it's the first in five years and the largest in decades.
0: Good morning. Welcome to NTD. I'm Kevin Hogan.
2: Good morning. I'm Evelyn Lee. Today is Tuesday, January 31st. The Biden administration has informed Congress it plans to end national COVID-19 emergency declarations on May 11th. With the virus considered as endemic, it would shift the government's response for managing COVID-19 back to the normal authority given to federal agencies.
0: The COVID-19 pandemic was declared a national emergency at the start of the outbreak by then President Donald Trump on March 13, 2020. President Biden has repeatedly extended the emergency declarations since then.
2: And some bad news for air travelers in the U.S., a large number of flights are being canceled due to another severe winter storm. Close to 800 U.S. flights are scheduled to be canceled today. Over 1,000 flights were canceled yesterday. About half of those were from Southwest Airlines. About 12% of its Monday schedule was scrapped. American Airlines had to cancel around 6%. That translates to around 200 flights. Delta and United canceled less than 1% of their schedule yesterday. Southwest and other major U.S. airlines are issuing winter weather waivers. And that means they allow customers to change their plant route with no fare differences. That's if they remain in the same class of service as originally booked, of course.
0: The Memphis Fire Department has fired three first responders who were present on the scene where Tyree Nichols was beaten by police. The first responders include two EMTs and a fire truck driver. They were dispatched for a pepper spray incident and arrived at the initial scene where Nichols was pulled over. Five minutes later, they made it to the second scene where Nichols was beaten by police after he fled the first scene. He was handcuffed on the ground and leaning against a police vehicle when the first responders arrived suffering from injuries that would result in his death three days later. The fire department officials say the first responders failed to conduct an adequate patient assessment of Nichols. Instead, they responded based on the initial pepper spray call and information they were told on the scene. They requested an ambulance, which arrived 14 minutes after they did.
2: The House Oversight Committee will hear from former Twitter employees next week. They're expected to testify about the company's handling of reporting on Hunter Biden. Chairman of the Oversight Committee, Representative James Comer, had this to say yesterday about the upcoming hearing.
3: We're gonna talk to Twitter employees because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the laptop. And we're gonna talk about that laptop. We're gonna start with the hard drive because there's a lot of evidence on the hard drive that would suggest that Joe Biden knew very well what his family was involved in. Uh, Even though he said he never met with any of these people, there's pictures of Joe Biden with these people, there's logs of Joe Biden. Uh, meeting with these people there's emails uh, from some of these people uh, texting and emailing Hunter Biden saying thanks for setting up the meeting with your dad I and mean, this is why we're investigating this family has taken in millions and millions of dollars from our adversaries mainly in China and i think we need to determine what you know what was that money for who who supplied that
2: money the hearing is scheduled for February 8th. The former Twitter executives are expected to be Vijaya Gaudi, James Baker and Yoel Roth. It will be the first they've appeared before Congress to discuss Twitter's decision to block news on Hunter Biden's laptop in the weeks leading up to the 2020 election. Comer said yesterday that the committee wants to make sure national security is not compromised. Republicans have said the Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed for political reasons.
0: The White House, on the other hand, calls Republican investigations into Hunter Biden divorced from reality political stunts. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said Florida had the largest budget surplus in history last year. He says Florida wants to give back to taxpayers on unfailed the Moving Florida Forward infrastructure plan yesterday.
3: But it's only possible... Because we've been prudent with with how we've managed the state's fiscal policy, we've taxed lightly, but we have spent conservatively and uh, and we've regulated very uh, reasonably and had a really good climate for economic activity. And we're proud to announce today that we're going to be pursuing a moving Florida forward initiative. It's going to be a proposal to expedite 20 major interstate and roadway projects across the state of Florida in the next four years.
0: DeSanta says that there are multiple existing traffic relief projects, but that they would have taken over 20 years in the current course to provide relief. Yet that they are all projects in the pipeline that have been approved by local communities.
2: Utah Governor Spencer Cox signed a new bill on Saturday. It bans hormone replacement and gender transition surgery for minors. Senate Bill 16 specifically bans hormonal transgender treatment to new patients who were not diagnosed with gender dysphoria before the bill went into effect. It also prohibits gender transition surgical procedures on a minor. As Cox put it, more and more experts states and countries around the world are pausing these permanent and life-altering treatments for new patients. He added that more research can help determine the long-term consequences.
0: Now over to Europe. Will Western allies send fighter jets to Ukraine? The country's defense minister is expected in Paris today to meet with President Emmanuel Macron. Entity's Daniel Monahan has more.
3: Fresh off securing supplies of battle tanks last week, Ukraine plans to push for Western fourth-generation fighters like F-16s. President Biden has ruled out providing the war-torn country with the jets. But France and Poland appear to be willing to at least consider it. Macron says by definition nothing is excluded when it comes to military assistance. The French president stressed any such move would depend on several factors, including the need to avoid escalation and assurances that the aircraft would not touch Russian soil. Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki has also not ruled out a possible supply of F-16s to neighboring Ukraine. But Morawiecki says any such transfer would take place in complete coordination with NATO countries. Meanwhile, a cargo of over 60 Bradley fighting vehicles left South Carolina for Ukraine last week. The vehicles are included in the latest $2.5 billion Ukraine military aid package. The Bradley armored fighting vehicles operated by three crew members. It is equipped with multiple weapons systems and can carry up to seven infantry around the battlefield. The hope is that the vehicles will help Ukraine regain territory they lost by leveling the playing field regarding military hardware. The war in Ukraine has killed tens of thousands of people and driven millions from their homes. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
2: Former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has filed a request for a six-month visitor visa to stay in the U.S., Bolsonaro left Brazil in December two days before his rival Lula da Silva was sworn in as president. He has been staying near Orlando, Florida. It's widely assumed Bolsonaro entered the U.S. on an A1 visa reserved for sitting heads of state. If that's true, he would have to adjust his status with the Department of Homeland Security or leave the U.S. within 30 days after his presidential term ended. Bolsonaro is a target of several investigations in Brazil Thousands of his supporters breached the Capitol and trashed top government buildings demanding Lula's election be overturned. One investigation is pro- probing whether the former president had any role in inciting that. 46 Democratic lawmakers sent a letter to President Biden demanding Bolsonaro's visa be revoked. Bolsonaro will remain in the U.S. while his application is pending.
0: A professional U.S. skier was killed in an avalanche in Japan yesterday. 31-year-old Kyle Smain was one of two men found without vital signs after being engulfed by the massive snow. Weather authorities issued an avalanche warning for the area after heavy snowfall in the past few days. Five foreigners in total were caught in the avalanche on Sunday. The other three skiers managed to get down the mountain on their own. Police were unable to immediately begin a search on Sunday because of bad weather. A 12-member rescue team was sent out Monday morning. Smain was a gold medalist in the freestyle ski and snowboarding World Championships in 2015. His wife confirmed the tragedy on Instagram.
2: And the death toll in Pakistan's suicide bombing has just passed 90. The attack yesterday was even more deadly than one claimed by, than one claimed by ISIS terrorists in March last year. At least 58 people were killed then when a Shia mosque was bombed. Police say there were at least 260 people in the mosque when the explosion happened. The attack happened during noon prayers and it caused a wall to collapse on top of worshippers. The bomber blew himself up just shortly after hundreds lined up to say their prayers. The building is inside a highly fortified compound. It includes the headquarters of the Provincial Police Force and a counterterrorism department. It was the latest in a string of attacks targeting police. At least 170 were wounded in the blast. And one hospital official said 57 people are being treated for injuries. Seven are in critical condition. And no one has claimed responsibility for the attack so far. In other news, a humpback whale washed ashore on a New York beach yesterday morning. And it's the 18th whale to wash up along the east coast in less than two months. Local officials say the cause of death is not yet known.
0: It is a male humpback whale. Uh, We haven't had a whale wash up on the shores here uh, probably in about five years. Uh, This is by far the largest we've seen uh, on these shorelines
1: uh, in over a decade.
2: The male humpback whale was spotted on Lido Beach in the town of Hempstead, New York. The 35-foot whale was dead by the time he was found. The whale is so large that crews had to use a backhoe to move it higher up on the beach to avoid the next high tide. The animal showed no obvious signs of trauma. Federal authorities will conduct an autopsy today to determine the cause of death. NOAA says there has been close to 180 humpback whales wash up in 13 Atlantic states since 2016. Many of the deaths are viewed as unusual and are still being investigated.
0: The agency attributes about half of whale deaths to being hit by ships. The Atlantic Marine Conservation Society will determine if that was the case here. And coming up, over 52,000 pounds of charcuterie sausage recalled in the U.S. The government's Food Safety Agency says they could be contaminated with listeria. Find out which products were named in the recall. And with the U.S. economy on the brink of a recession and a severe labor shortage that only fuels worry, how does immigration come into play? We speak to an expert after the break. Good to have you back with us. Over 52,000 pounds of charcuterie sausage are being recalled in the US. The Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service announced the recall on Sunday. The problem was discovered during a routine inspection. The agency says Listeria was found on surfaces that came in contact with the products. The recall covers a range of products produced between May and November last year and distributed nationwide up until January 17, 2023. Brands included are Fredericks by Meyer, Boar's Head, Colameco's Primo Naturale, Del Duca, and Gourmet Selection. The products bear the establishment numbers EST 54.
2: There is an immigration boost at the border, no doubt. Border states are struggling with illegal immigrants, and the Biden administration just released new measures to limit illegal immigration into the country. But at the same time, we seem to be at the brink of a recession. Fed Chair Jerome Powell suggested that strong job growth paired with labor shortage is making it more likely. So how does immigration come into play in the U.S. in particular? I asked Dr. Samuel Gregg. He, He is a distinguished fellow in political economy and senior research faculty at the American Institute for Economic Research. Have a listen.
1: Economically speaking, we need more migrants. And the basic reason for that is that Western countries are not having enough children of their own. We don't even have replacement-level birth rates here in the United States. And the reason our population has continued to increase is because of immigration. So what do immigrants bring with them? Well, first of all, many of them, precisely because they've gotten up and moved somewhere, That means they show a certain degree of entrepreneurial initiative which i think we also need more of in the united states so that's another thing so it's not just a question of filling jobs it's also a question of the fact that entrepreneurs uh, disproportionately come from migrant backgrounds in the united states Uh, something like 25 percent of american businesses have one or more migrants involved in the startup so that's one thing but in terms of your specific question about the job market Uh, The basic reality is is that we have large gaps in our job market right now. So, for example, in manufacturing, there are something like 800,000 job vacancies that are going um, empty right now. And people need these types of workers. We also need immigrant workers who are willing to do jobs that, frankly, a lot of native-born Americans are not willing to do. So I'm thinking for example of those people who come to the United States on short term visas who work in things like crop picking. We see this in places like California, but all around the country actually. This is what a lot of migrants come here for. So there's lots of good reasons why we need more immigrants. There's lots of good economic reasons why we need more immigrants. Now, that's not an answer to all the political issues that obviously surround immigration. But there's no doubt in my mind that labor shortages, particularly in particular parts of the economy, uh, we desperately need migrants to fill those shortages. And if people uh, want fewer immigrants to come here, then the bottom line is Americans need to start having many more children, which apparently at the moment they're not willing to do.
2: Right. And that's a very interesting point. I want to go into more about the uh, more into the current situation because uh, a chief global strategist strategist at JP Morgan has said that if we increase the number of people who were allowed to immigrate based on skill, the labor shortage could be resolved pretty quickly. Now, I'm wondering about the policies that we have at the moment. How do they need to be adjusted so that this will actually happen, like he said?
1: Well, that's a very good question, uh, because I think the short answer is that America has perhaps one of the most dysfunctional immigration systems in the world. I'm an immigrant myself. You can probably tell by my, my accent. And one of the things that's very strange about the American immigration system is that it's very easy to migrate here illegally. And it's actually very easy to do that. It's very hard to migrate here legally. Now, it should be exactly the opposite situation. Because, And when it comes to those that difficulty, when it comes to migrants coming here legally, we need to remember that most of the people who are queued up, literally queued up around the world to come to the United States, are in fact skilled migrants, by which I mean they possess things like engineering degrees, uh, or medical degrees, uh, or uh, the types of skills that we find in the, uh, the technology industries. We need more of those types of people in the United States to fill particular gaps in the workforce. And some of these people can wait months, if not years, before they receive official permission to enter the United States. Whereas if I'm from uh, Central America and I'm willing to go up and cross the border uh, down via the Rio Grande, I can enter the United States very easily. This is, this, is, this is a completely dysfunctional immigration system. And the other problem with it, which I'm sure you're aware of, is that it breeds disrespect for rule of law. Because we have very dysfunctional um, laws regarding immigration right now. Moreover, a lot of them are not even being enforced in the first place. Now, whatever you think about migration, rule of law is essential for any free society and for any functioning market economy. When people want to come to your country, it's usually a good sign, right? People don't really want to migrate to Russia. People don't really want to migrate to Burma. They want to come to the United States and that's because they see economic opportunity that they don't see in their own countries. And it turns out migrants, uh, I think, disproportionately patriotic when it comes to the United States because they know the alternatives to what, to, to what America represents. So there's all sorts of very good reasons why I think uh, immigration reform is desperately needed, but it needs to be reform that gets rid of the dysfunctionalities that exist in our, pro, pro, in our current system, but also make it easier for us to uphold the rule of law when it comes to migration.
2: Well, some really fascinating insights. So I really appreciate our talk today. Thank you so much, Dr. Samuel Gregg.
1: Thanks for having me on. Great to be with you.
0: Yes, and you know, Evelyn, America attracting top talent and highly skilled workers from around the world, that's a concept that has been discussed.
2: Yeah, for sure, and you know, Samuel actually also said that people who come to the US are actually disproportionately entrepreneurial, so that was interesting. That means most of them are actually starting businesses and obviously creating jobs and all that, all that kind of stuff. That's pretty interesting, yeah. Yes. And coming up, a couple takes a leap, sells their successful business, and buys an old zoo that sets off a chain of events that results in an international conservation effort. And a blue spiral captured in the night sky above Hawaii. Have a look for yourself and hear what the experts had to say about it after the break. Welcome back. Is it a coincidence, the invisible hand of fate? What is it that stands behind those key moments that determine who we become as people? In our next story, you'll hear about how a couple selling their bus company turned into an international conservation effort and their grandson striking up a unique friendship.
3: Meet Cameron Whitnell, a conservation champion, wildlife photographer and TV host. Cameron works for his family's two charities in southern England, Paradise Wildlife Park and the Big Cat Sanctuary. Respect and appreciation for all animals is the the motto. Whitnell and his brother star in a kids' TV show for the BBC called One Zoo Three. It presents life at the zoo and what it means to help protect animals. But it was a fateful decision by his grandparents nearly 40 years ago that made Cameron's life what it is today. Needing a place to store their bus company vehicles, they purchased land near a rundown and neglected zoo. They felt bad for the animals there, so they decided to give up their successful bus business, take
4: a leap and buy the zoo. And their first project was to uh, move Bobby the lion, um, who was literally in a tiny cage, probably like a prison cell. Uh, He'd never been on grass before in his life, and uh, it was to build him a new enclosure where he could be on grass for the first time.
3: That first step of rescuing Bobby the lion turned into his granddad buying the Big Cat Sanctuary in 2001. Cooperation with a conservation center in Uganda wasn't long off, and
4: soon the whole family was in Africa. And that is where we came across Sushi. Uh, Sushi is a rescued bull stork. Um, Sadly, they're a vulnerable species in the wild uh, with their population uh, going down. And I was just amazed, because seeing a shoebill stork, you just can't believe it. You don't think it's real. Uh, It looks prehistoric, like a dinosaur. The shoebill stork
3: comes from Central and Eastern Africa. Cameron says he became obsessed with shoebill storks from that point on. Amazingly, 17 years later, Cameron was reunited with Sushi.
4: That was when I was first able to go in with Sushi and meet Sushi for the very first time face-to-face. And we became best friends. More on my part, I don't think she'll probably remember me. I'll be completely honest. It's uh, quite a nerve-wracking thing going face-to-face with the Shibu Stork because um, they're a big bird, especially when you crouch down. um, And with their huge beak, uh, they can come across quite intimidating. They have that stare, which they're famous for. You'll never win in an eye contest with a shoebill stork. With multiple factors
3: endangering the bird, Cameron says there are just three to 5,000 left in the wild. So any chance Cameron will be taking his family back into the bus business in the
4: future? My life is, is animals. Uh, it's never going to change. It's what makes me happy. And that's the most important thing, isn't it?
3: On trips to Uganda today, Whitnall is always on the lookout for familiar faces, new wildlife, and of course his ultimate favorite, the shoebill stork.
0: Recent night sky footage captured over Hawaii is raising eyebrows in the astronomy community. A floating blue spiral was filmed by the Mauna Kea Observatory. It was filmed in the early morning hours earlier this month. Take a look. The National Astronomical Observatory of Japan says the spiral could be related to SpaceX launching a new satellite. SpaceX launched a Falcon 9 rocket from Cape Canaveral to deploy a satellite earlier the same day. The camera that caught the images is jointly operated by the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan and a Japanese newspaper company.
2: Looks... Crazy. The real question is, is it a UFO?
0: Oh, man, yeah. Spatheweather.com says the anomaly was the result of frozen fuel crystals coming off the second stage of the rocket. They say the second stage would have been spinning, and that sunlight hitting the crystals caused the effect.
2: Well, sounds like rocket science to me. (laughs) Yeah. All right, on that note, that's all for today's program. We'd love to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and your story at goodmorning at ntd.com. Write us if you'd like. Thanks for watching. I'm Evelyn Lee.
0: And I'm Kevin Hogan.